2: what's going on welcome to episode number 849 of locked on raptors for friday december the 18th i'm your host sean woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. you can find me on twitter as always at woodley sean you can find the show at locked Raptors, but you can find links to every single episode of the podcast, and of course, please make sure you're checking out all of the Lockdown Podcast Network offerings on your favorite podcast provider right now. Locked on NBA has our six part season preview rolling out, and it is awesome. It's got all the local hosts chipping in six to seven minutes, answering all the big questions facing their teams with words from our national show hosts like Chad Ford and Josh Lloyd with the fantasy angle. So, highly recommend you go and check out the Locked on NBA season previews. They are very, very rad. All right. On today's show, it is part two of our 2020-2021 Raptors Over-Unders and Props podcast with our two pals, Vivek Jacob and Sahal Abdi Vivek. How are you, my friend? How are you? I said I just asked you, how are you? Twice, because I'm dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. Just uh, looking forward to this final Raps preseason game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, for sure. then, and then it'll be down to business.
2: Yeah, down to very uh, plaguey business. Uh, if any horrible things have happened between uh, Wednesday and Friday, there's a reason they haven't been covered in the podcast. We recorded this on Wednesday. So just uh, keep an eye out uh, or, or keep that in mind if you're concerned as to why we haven't talked about whatever latest hell has befallen the Raptors or the NBA. Uh, <laughs> Sahal, how are you, man?
0: I'm doing really good. Um just so you guys know if anyone's listening um, Sean gives us these topics ahead of time and I'm looking at them and it's way harder than the first part so if you guys hear me struggling <laughs> do not judge me do not tweet me um, this one's this one's a lot tougher so this is probably gonna be the one that wins it for when we come back and check check on these again
2: yeah mm. all of today's over unders are things kind of off my dome, not necessarily uh, things that a you know g- gambling enterprise has laid out. And uh, it's going to be fun. There's some weird ones in here. There's some regularly normal ones in here as well. Not too many surprises, but certainly a little bit more difficult to uh, predict than yesterday's round of over-unders. Go listen to those if you have not yet. All right, let's dive into it, boys. Uh, The first of our second half of our over-under and props bet list here is home games played by the Raptors in Tampa Bay. This is us betting for or against science and vaccine distribution and uh, governments being able to limit the spread within their own provinces and and countries. So uh, this could get sad very quickly, but... 17 and a half is the line because they have 17 home games on the schedule before the March break where they will recalibrate and figure out what's going on for the second half of the schedule, what games need to be made up, all that stuff. So my question to you guys is, will they be moving back to Toronto after the first half? And will they get to over 17 and a half games or or will they play under 17 and uh, whatever the hell? The question is 17 and a half home games in Tampa Bay. I've lost my train of thought. Vivek, what do you think? I'm going to take the over...
1: As much as I would like to see them return to Toronto at that all star break, uh, I guess that's what we're calling it, uh, even without the game and without the actual week- weekend happening, uh, I, I still think that they'll end up playing in Tampa for the entire season. I think, in terms of the logistics, to suddenly uh, change home over the course of a few days and then get the season underway. I think that's going to be a tough play to make and the way they're setting things up with the practice facility and all that. I don't know if they'd be taking it quite that far if they didn't have the expectation that they'd be there, uh, beyond
0: what is it or whatever it is. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
2: Uh, so what do you think?
0: Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about it in terms of, um, like cases like coronavirus cases um I think that the we're going to see naturally we're, we're not going to see cases drop until I guess the weather warms up just like we saw it I guess last um this past year but um I just don't I, I agree with Vivek I just don't see I mean earlier when you know it was first announced that Toronto was going to be in Tampa I was kind of optimistic that hey we can make it back and you know, the playoffs can be here. Maybe they can have some fans. You know, I was getting really optimistic. But the more you think about it and the more you see, um, if anyone's watched the Open Gym episode and just, uh, you know, um, just Toronto, I just I don't see them coming back to the city. And, and even with no fans, I just don't see them coming back. And, and you know, everything points to them staying in Tampa, um, playing the full season there, playing their playoffs there, and then, you know, coming back to Toronto. I know the vaccine – there's been a lot of vaccine news with the, with the virus lately. it's been you know administered in some parts of the, the states and, and in Canada. but um, I, just, I just don't see it. I, just, I don't see Toronto returning to Toronto if that, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, I think this one comes down to what you believe in more. The uh, power of the NBA to ghoulishly secure vaccines that they probably don't need compared to the rest of the population versus the ineptitude of the local governments in charge of uh, Ontario and all of America. And really an unstoppable force, immovable object type of situation here. but. I do think it's most likely they play they play out the whole season in Tampa. I think they could return for the playoffs potentially. You know, maybe you get to the time in you know June or July, whatever it is, and maybe it's it's cleared up and the vaccine has been distributed enough that they're able to do it. But I think for the regular season's purposes, it just feels like hopefully the league takes Mark Gasol's advice. So he was quoted today saying, uh, "We don't need the vaccine compared to other people, so don't prioritize us, please," because Mark Gasol's a real one. you know, as much as I think it's likely uh, the NBA is going to kind of cut the line and throw money to to get vaccines, I I still think the spread will be bad enough by March that uh, we're still looking at uh, the Raptors in Tampa. So sadly, I'm going to take the over, rooting for the under. Um, and I, I suppose if the season gets canceled before uh, any of this, it also applies as an under as well. So um. you know what, Sean? I <laughs> thought there
0: wasn't. I thought there wasn't a way where I could miss Marcus all anymore. But congratulations, you just did it with that quote. <laughs> I, I missed, uh,
2: yeah, sorry oh to, uh, to, to poor salt in the mood. Anyway, He's move on the to the next one title. here. <laughs> move on. Players to make the all-star, I guess not game, but team for the Toronto Raptors is the next one. I've set the over-under at 1.5. Of course, they had two all-stars last year. Uh, what are we thinking with this one? Let's start with Sahal.
0: Uh, man, we just had like a tiny little discussion about this before uh, we started recording, and it's tough because... I mean, Siakam to me is is almost a guarantee because the way you look at it is 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 okay. Where's Toronto going to place in the Eastern Conference? The vast majority of people have them in the top four, you know. Top, and usually, when you reach that first, second um, tier, I guess you could say of the Eastern Conference, you usually get um, two or three guys in, and then that third, fourth, fifth, you usually get one or two guys, right? Um, the Raptors got Siakam and Lowry last year. Fred Van Vliet, I think, was pretty close. Um, this is super tough. I'm going to say, I'm going to take the over on 1.5. I'm going to say they get two in, they get Siakam. And surprisingly, um, if you listen to part one of the podcast, I was very high on Fred Van Fleet. Um, I took the over on his um, combination of scoring, rebounding and assisting. So I think Fred Van Fleet's actually going to get that second all-star spot, not Kyle Lowry. And again, for the same reasons, it's not because I think Kyle going to have a massive down year or anything like that. I just think Fred's going to have um, a breakout year, even though we thought his breakout was last year. I think this is going to be, where Fred really um, really becomes a, a an all-star talking point every single season.
2: All right, Vivek, what do you think?
1: I think the Raptors will have two all-stars, so I'm in agreement with Sahal there, but mm-hmm. I do think Kyle Lowry does make a seventh all-star, mm-hmm. uh, earns a seventh all-star nomination. I obviously picked him to get over the 30.5 points, rebounds, assists, Uh, combination and I look at the respect that he earned over the course of the bubble, the, the coaches will get him in, in a worst case scenario. I fully expect him to be there. And then, yeah, I would, I would lean towards Pascal being back there as well. So I will take the over on the 1.5.
2: Yeah, I'm with you as well. I think it'll be Larry and Siakam. I think, I don't quite believe as much as Sahal does in Fred's capacity for an enormous breakout or anything like that. I think he'll just kind of be what he was last year, which is great. And I I would love to see that. I don't think OG will ultimately make it. Um, Sean, are you saying
1: Fred will be steady?
2: He will be extremely steady. Yes, I'm, I'm saying that for sure. Um, I think OG might be one of those like, oh, he would be the sixth injury replacement type guys. But I don't think he's actually going to be in the conversation this year, at least. And yeah, Kyle Lowry is the most coaches pick him to play in the all star ass player there is like he's going to get there. Um, the Coaches love him. He will be very good again, I'm sure. And he'll get his uh, he'll get his flowers and he will have seventh all star. So we're all agreement both over there as well. Move on to another Kyle Lowry associated question. This question is total charges drawn by Aaron Baines plus Kyle Lowry. Last year, Kyle Lowry drew 34 charges because he's a maniac and Aaron Baines drew 16. I think it was eighth in the league for a total of 50. I'm setting the over under at 50.0. What say you Vivek? On the over-under of 50.0 total charges drawn by Baines plus Lowry.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one. It's a fun, tough one. But I am going to lean towards the under. 34 okay. is an insane amount.
2: Truly, truly absurd.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, you know, especially in terms of wear and tear on the body, um you know, I think his reputation is established in that regard. So Kyle maybe doesn't need to take as many charges. And I think defensively too, I think the team will try to focus a bit more on sort of dribble penetration and not getting to the points where, you know, they need that level of charge taking from him. And then Aaron Baines, again, he he's going to step in, in situations where maybe Kyle doesn't need to. So, uh, they might cancel each other out a little bit. And so I'd say the total will be under 50, even if you know they get close. I wouldn't be surprised if they're somewhere in that 40 to 50 range, uh, over 72 games, but that's the other thing too, right? Mm-hmm. It, if it was an 82 game season, I'd probably be looking at it and saying, okay, they, they'll probably have a shot, but 72, I'll probably, uh, I'll, I'll take
0: the under.
2: All right. Uh, Sahal, what do you think?
0: Um, Yeah, I'm going to take the under. And it sucks. You know what, Sean? You're going to start with me the next question you ask because it seems like I'm just agreeing with Vivek here, and I'm really not.
2: <laughs> I started with you last time. You did. You did.
0: You're right. You're going back and forth, but you got to just start with me every single time because Vivek, <laughs> what's happening right now is I, I hate agreeing with Vivek because I'm trying to make a point that I'm going to win this year. I won last year.
2: Yeah, at this rate, you guys um, are going to tie.
0: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> – uh, I'm going to take the under, though, because uh, Kyle, of course, did get 34, which is, again, an absolutely in- insane number. But he did do it in 82 games. Right. So um, and then Aaron Baines, I don't know what how many minutes he played last year. But again, you said in part one um, of this series that uh, Baines essentially played a lot more um, because DeAndre was injured, uh, injured or suspended. I'm not sure which one, but he was out um, and Baines did play a lot more. Um I think Baines does play I don't know 25, 26 minutes a game this year um, could be over could be under, but um, I'm gonna take the under. I just I, there's no way I see you know Baines and Kyle Lowry replicating what they did, especially in an 82 game um, set. so I just don't see that happening. So I'm gonna take the under.
2: It should be noted that Kyle had 34 charges at 58 regular season games last year, oh which is just goodness. bonkers.
0: That is um, insane. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: I am going
2: to bank on the power of healthy competition, and I'm going to say over because I could really see these two freaks uh, like trying to one up each other with charges and causing <laughs> all of us panic attacks along the way. But I could see Bainesy getting in there and being like, "Oh, Kyle's got a 26 on the year. I got to get myself up to 25 as well." And then I, I think we're gonna see them both combined to go over 50. I could see Larry with like 28, and then Baines uh, really kind of leaning into it, making it a shtick, trying to match Kyle, and then also getting 28. Uh, so we're going over substantially
0: because you're gonna have John Australians all over you on Twitter for that accent.
2: I did an Australian accent for a good 25 minutes on a uh, basketball a couple months ago and people actually thought it was pretty good. So oh, okay. I thought that was pretty good if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was good too, I did justice but I just to the noble know, Australian accent. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I'm taking the over there. The first deviation we've had so far in three bets that we've gone through in here. Part two, we will continue on with part two and talk about (laughs) trades mostly as well as end of season awards in just a second. But first I want to tell everybody about built go, which is the best way to break through that wall that we all hit at some point during the day. It's COVIDy. it's dark at 4 o'clock, you're going to bed at strange hours, you're eating terribly, but Built Go is here to help you break through that wall that all of those poor life decisions lead to you always running into probably around 1 or 2 in the afternoon. Whether it's a mental, mental or physical wall, you can break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take with 1.5-ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase, your suitcase, your whatever case, fanny pack, whatever thing you carry your stuff for work in, your golf bag, your pocket when you go to the gym, whatever it might be, Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like having a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. You're not drinking one of these disgusting, brightly colored, probably could be used as rocket fuel in addition to a beverage, energy drinks, but you're not drinking one of those. You're getting something better than that with a third of the caffeine And better results. You get three delicious flavors as well to choose from. Peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut and chocolate mint. And why does it work so well, you ask? Well, I'll tell you why. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is a fast-absorbing substance. It gets into your system really quickly. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. In addition to promoting joint, soft tissue, hair and skin health, it literally makes you look better. Built Go is also loaded with the good stuff to ignite your work like beta alanine, B3, honey, a kick of caffeine and an enormous percentage of your daily percentage of BC and b12 vitamins visit builtgo.com right now use the promo code locked l-o-c-k-e-d to get 20% off of your next order that is the promo code locked for 20% off at builtgo.com let's go all right, guys, let's uh, carry on here with the over-unders. Next week, just a heads up, we will be, of course, looking ahead to the season opener on the 23rd. Monday, our pal Brad uh, from Too Much Hoops is going to jump by. We're going to talk about the Raptors' defense a little bit ahead of this season and how things might change with Aaron Baines and Alex Len and Chris Boucher playing center, and no longer our friend Marcus Saul and Serge Ibaka as well. Uh, so that's on Monday. Keep an eye out. All right, guys, let's get to it. Uh, the fourth bet we have on this section of the podcast, uh, part two, is... In-season trades made by the Toronto Raptors. They have not made a lot of trades recently. I guess they made the Marcus Sall trade and all the cap circumvention that went along with that. Last year, they were pretty quiet. I have 1.5 set as the over-under for trades this year. Hall, per your request, I will let you go first. What do you think?
0: Oh, man. Um, I'm going to take the under. And I'm going to say it confidently because I'm pretty sure I took the over last year and we stayed put. I'm going to take the under straight off of the continuity of what we did last year i just don't i just see i think our roster is from what i see is pretty set like i don't think there's any glaring glaring weaknesses maybe you could say size if alex len doesn't really carve out a role like like he's he's hoping to but um i'm going to take the under and i'm going to take the under confidently yeah
2: all right vivek what do you got
0: well
1: i also said the over last year and i was thinking at some point the raptors might look at getting some type of value back for one of Gasol or Ibaka instead of losing both for nothing in Mm -hmm. free agency, which is what ended up happening. But they were within their rights to do so because the Raptors were playing so well. Mm -hmm. And it was a very worthy uh, victory lap. So this is a tough one. I expect them to be good. But I do think there might be some... Uh, weaknesses that they look to shore up over the course of the season. The the trick here is going to be how much of cap space they're trying to leave now for 2021 with Giannis mm-hmm. out, out of the picture. So I'll take the over on the 1.5 trades because I look at the center position. I look at the depth at the guard position, and I feel like there might be something to work out there. I think uh, from a PR standpoint, there might be a deal to make even if, you know, things don't play out the way we would like it to mm-hmm. uh, in terms of getting a certain someone off the team. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll take the over on this one and disagree wow.
2: with Sahal. Yeah, I'm going to pull us a haul and agree with Vivek on this one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the over. This just really seems like a, not to sound like Bill Simmons or anything, but this is a team that has like trades to make. Like they have a lot of salaries they can cobble together. Uh, Between Baines, Boucher, Stanley Johnson, Patrick McCaw, Norm Powell. Like they have a lot of pretty decently sized deals they can mix together to land a target of pretty much any size. They have a lot of, I think, consolidation of different pieces to do, perhaps with some of the guards we've talked about. Um, So maybe you try to trade a couple for uh, one type of thing. Um, You know, I could very easily see like a deadline deal that involves McCaw, Johnson, and a pick as you know, the sort of return for a decent upgrade at the deadline for, you know, 8 million bucks or so in returning salary Um, PJ Tucker. Um, I I, I just, I kind of think there's a lot of maneuverability here. And I think they're going to be more likely to want to make a trade because the cap space for next summer is less of a priority. Obviously you want to have that flexibility. And if a Rudy Gobert becomes your target or whatever, you want to be able to do that. But I do think they will, I think had a little bit more in terms of give when it comes to the 2021 caps cap sheet. And for that reason, I think we could see them if the opportunity strikes, say there's a star who's disgruntled Bradley Beal's unhappy with how things are going with Russell Westbrook, whatever it might be. I could see them making a move at the deadline to uh, like shore up the team for this year with Kyle, maybe being in his last year with the team and wanting to give him one last earnest kick at the can. And then also maybe to uh, get the kind of piece that, they thought they might be able to land in 2021, but it just so happened the opportunity arose at this year's deadline. So I will take the over. Um, we move on then to the next sort of related question. How many of the group of Stanley Johnson, Patrick McCaw, Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, Chris Boucher, DeAndre Bembry, and Aaron Baines, seven players, are on the team post-trade deadline? I've set the over-under at 5.0. Uh, we'll start with you, Vivek.
1: So I basically yeah, um,
0: you put you put yourself in a corner, didn't
1: you <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's three locks from those names to yeah. remain on the team, so it's a question of, will at least two out of the four remain? Who are and, the locks? Uh, maybe I'll tell you after you guys make your picks.
2: Okay, fine.) <laughs>
1: But uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say under or under five or on the team.
2: All right, uh, Sahal.
0: Um, this is this is pretty difficult because I can see. Um, obviously, I took the under on one on 1.5 in season trades, but I could have I could see one trade happening. Um, but again, that one trade could be a package of two of these guys possibly even three like if you find a salary match somewhere in the league and again because of um the legal troubles of what are we calling we're calling redacted that's like the rapid sort of thing yeah Mm -hmm. because of redacted um i can definitely see him being moved especially because of what malachi flynn's doing like i don't want to keep like turning this like i don't want to turn this into the malachi flynn show but like this is he's showing things that like you know you can maybe get rid of a, a redacted and you don't you know, lose as much as you did if you got rid of him last year. So um I think everything I've said is pointing to agreeing with Vivek, but um ignorantly <laughs> I'm gonna it's take in your head, over. man. Rent free. I'm, ignorantly <laughs> I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna say um one of those guys is one of those seven is off the team. Um yeah, and if it's two, I guess is it a push or like how does that work if it's Yeah, we'll have a push if uh, five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But really this yeah, is uh there.
2: man, this is feeling like uh whenever a team this is real, Sean. This doesn't happen in the NBA a lot, but like a team goes to the finals, <laughs> wins like wins a Super Bowl and then misses the playoffs the next year. This is what this really feels like <laughs> from Sahal. Um, I'm going to take the (laughs) under on this one as well. I think, like I said, McCaw and Johnson's a really easy tandem to pair together if they don't cut Johnson before the season to keep Utah Watanabe on the team. Um, I think Baines or Boucher are likely like if they wanted to consolidate those two into a different big who is a little bit more of a horse who could play 30 plus minutes. I could see that being a thing. Um, just combinations of these guys are going to stick. I think the only locks to be on the team basically are Thomas and Benbury, frankly. Um, and, and maybe you, who, who'd you have as, as locks? Uh, yeah. So my,
1: uh, I'm with you on those two with uh, Matt Thomas and Deandre Benbury. My third lock was Aaron Baines because I right. just think he's fit into the culture so quickly and yeah. Yeah, everything yeah. that the Raptors uh, try to stand for or mm-hmm. seem to suggest they stand for yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah i think i think i think baines will be on the team uh most likely so yeah it it was a question of between stanley pat redacted and boucher Mm -hmm. you know so yeah i'll take my chances
2: all right uh, we got to pick up the pace here a little bit. Uh, the next one, end of season award winners. I have it at one and a half. This encompasses all of the awards, all defense, all rookie, all NBA. Uh, you've got the, the big awards, you know, most improved MVP, all that stuff. Uh, I, I was a little unsure. I feel like one and a half might be a little bit low here, but also I don't want to be penciling in Malachi Flynn for sure for all, all rookie, because that seems like a, a lot to put on a guy who's played two preseason games. So, so let start with you over under one and a half end of season award winners for the Raptors.
0: Yeah, I'm taking the over um, Malachi. I see him like, I I'm so confident. I think I'm more confident in Malachi getting an all rookie spot than I am in Pascal, maybe getting um, like shooing his way into the all NBA third team. Um, I don't know if he touches second team this year. Uh, there's some guys back. Like I know Durant is, is coming off an Achilles, but like still Durant, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? So, mm-hmm. and then, you never know. There's always a few guys in the league, stars that really become superstars, um, at least in the regular season. So I think Pascal gets to the All-NBA third team um, strictly off of what he does in the regular season. And then obviously uh, the Raptors' success as, as an entire team. And then Malachi gets a an All-Rookie um, designation. And I think OG Ananobi will actually get his first All-Defense um, designation this year. I think um, a lot more national writers are starting to take heed of what OG Ananobi is, is and, and, and can become. Um, I'm seeing a lot more national writers and just um, non-Raptors fans of basketball kind of understanding that OG isn't just that guy who just sits in a corner and just cuts once in a while. Um, so I think three. We're going to see three um, awards. Am I forgetting any? Coach, know, Nick Nurse can't win that. Um, I mean, he could. Yeah, take,
2: if they're projected to be the sixth overall team or whatever, and they finish second, I could see him getting coach of the year votes again.
0: Maybe yeah, it's just so nurse. tough. We're like, people love him, but it's just so tough to see a coach. I don't even know if a coach has ever won it back to back. But I think three is is what I'm pretty confident. And even if OG doesn't get that all defense or Malachi doesn't get that all rookie, mm-hmm. um, I think we get two. Or same as Siakam, he doesn't get that all NBA. So yeah, um, I'm going to take the over. All
2: right, Vivek, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm taking the over as well. I feel pretty good about this one. I think Kyle, with the respect he earned again over the bubble and everyone giving uh, him his flowers, I think he has a better shot of making the All NBA third team, maybe, uh, than Pascal Siakam. And then. Holy think, shit, Kyle needs to make the All NBA team. Like, he should have, class. like,
2: seven at this point. It makes me so angry.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I mean, Malachi is a good shot for the All Rookie team. And so that's that's two already and so yeah uh og i think i i, I feel pretty confident about him making an all-defensive team as well
2: yeah i'm less confident in the all nba candidacy of larry and siakam just because you know the return of durant like you mentioned and um you know westbrook in the east now steph is back yeah like it's gonna be tough sweating. Yeah, yes um, I think they could still get one. I wouldn't be shocked or anything like that, depending on how they finish. I would say mm-hmm. I think an all defense for OG, like you said, is probably quite likely. I wouldn't be surprised at like a second team, all defense for one of Pascal or Kyle either. And Flynn, all rookie, I think makes sense. I would not be stunned by uh, nurse winning coach of the year again, because people love themselves and mm-hmm. Nick nurse. And I guess OG is sort of like a fringy, candidate for most improved I suppose and I guess Norm is also in the six man running he might have won it last year if he actually started or came off the bench in more than half the games but Mm -hmm. um, so yeah I think there's enough chances like yeah they have enough shots at it that there will be more than one and a half but I don't know if it'll be significantly over uh we have three more to get to we're gonna to get to those in just one second but first a reminder that the locked on nba season preview is ongoing right now please go check it out subscribe rate review that podcast we have uh part six will be going on monday part five is up today all week long it's been a uh, really really great stuff uh put together by our uh our producers and all that and all the local hosts from the lockdown network so go listen today All right, guys, we have three over-unders left to get through. Uh, This next one, I think, will be quite easy for us, uh, but maybe not. I don't know. It's a weird season, and the playing in Tampa could probably have some sort of impact on this. But the season win total per bet online is set at 42.5 for the Toronto Raptors. Of course, a 72-game season, so bacon, uh, obviously, a lower win total for everybody here. But uh, let's start with Sahal, over-under 42.5 wins for the Raps.
0: I'm taking the over. I was on um William Lou's podcast, I think a couple of weeks ago, and we were laughing when we saw I think he used it actually the same one, um, Bet Online, I believe it was, uh, forty two and a half, and we were like hysterically laughing because I think that's so disrespectful to Toronto. Um, even in a shortened season. Um, forty two and a half, Sean, does it translate to Forty-seven. What does it translate to? Do you know? In an uh, Eighty-two. Let in me a do 72? the math
2: on the fly here. Uh, ba, 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 ba. It's about. Uh, wait, that's not it. Um,
0: I think it translates to forty-eight, if I'm not mistaken. Forty-seven. Yeah, it's Like forty-eight wins, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and and for me, the Raptors. Like, I look at their roster. I look at their makeup, their coaching. I think this is a fifty-win team. Fifty-win team for sure. Um. Uh, top. Four seed, I think four. To me, uh, like I think four is their floor. I think um, the two seed is probably their ceiling. I don't know if they can reach the one, but I'm gonna take a pretty confident over on 42 and a half wins for the regular season. Vic, what say you?
1: Yeah, I'm with the over on this one. I think uh, the Raptors are still pretty good, and looking at taking when I when I pick the over for the 1.5 trades, I feel like there will be a move to be made or a couple of moves to be made to get this team maybe to a bit higher level. Uh, And, you know, I think there'll be enough incentive there to do it. Like you said, there's salaries in place to do so as well. So I'll take the over. I think they're good enough. They're experienced enough and the East is bad enough.
2: I like it. I will take the over as well. Kyle Lowry uh, powers teams to many, many wins. Uh, it's, it's just it's what yeah. happens. I am very confident it's going to happen again. I have the Raptors finishing second in the East. So, yeah, I'm going to say take the, take the over. And I would not be shocked if they got back to 50 wins, even though that's a tall order in a shortened season. Uh, we move on to the next one. Eastern Conference finishing position over under third and a half. So, basically... If you think they're going to finish 1, 2, or 3, you're taking the over. If you think they're going to finish 4, five, six, seven on down, you're taking the under. So, Vivek, let's start with you. Ah, this is tough, but I,
1: I will take the over. I, I think they will be a top three team in the East. I think they're maybe a bit better than Boston. I think... Certainly uh, healthier. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's a big part of it. And so uh, I'll take them over that. I think Milwaukee is going to be pretty much right at the top. And it comes down to how good Miami is going to be how good Philadelphia is going to be. So and and Brooklyn, Brooklyn is obviously going to have something to say about it as well. But yeah, I'll take with the known, uh, I'll go with the known quantity that is the Raptors and say they'll be a top three team again.
2: So, Hall, you said you thought four was their floor, so you're on the fence with this one, I'm assuming. What do you got?
0: Yeah, it's tough um, because I, I I really think Philadelphia is going to be a much better team this year, um, at, least in the, at least in the regular season. Uh, they finally got some shooting around their two stars. Um, and then, as crazy as this sounds, like will Philly trade for a guy like Harden? Like, who knows? Does that increase their their ceiling for like a hypothetical regular season if he goes there and pairs with Embiid or whatever it is? Um but with the team they have now, Philadelphia, and I know this is obviously a Toronto Raptors question, but you got to look at who's around them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Milwaukee and, and maybe Boston be above Toronto, but I just don't see Toronto falling for like I can see fourth, but I can't see fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and I can really see third and possibly second. So I'm just I'm on the fence, like you said, but I'm just leaning further towards the other side of the fence. So I'm going to take the over and, and agree with Vivek here.
2: Agree with us again. Look at Sahal, just a yeah, conformist over here. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. I said I think they're going to finish yeah. second. I think their regular season formula is pretty airtight. They have more depth, I think, than a lot of these teams. Maybe a little bit less proven depth, but I also think they will be less concerned with you know back-to-back resting for stars and yeah. things like that. Uh, and we move on to the final one here, playoff rounds one by your Toronto Raptors this coming season. This is a bit of a tricky one because the East is good, and if they aren't a two seed, they're probably getting a pretty good team in the first round. So they could, in theory, have a noble first-round exit depending on the matchup here. Um, they could also make it past and make it on into the third round. Who the hell knows? Vivek, I don't know, Sahal, let's start with you.
0: Uh, yeah. Over or under
2: one and a half playoff rounds won by this year's Raptors.
0: Oh, man, Raptors fans are going to hate me for this because I was just bigging them up of what they were doing uh in the regular season, but I don't know if it's gonna translate to the playoffs. Cause I'm again like the good thing the cool thing about doing these over unders is that some of your past answers have to translate for what you're saying to make sense. Like you can't really say one thing and then say something totally opposite in your next okay, over that's called a hedge, baby. Because <laughs> they might, <laughs> cause they might connect. Um I'm gonna say they win their first round easy. I'm pretty sure all Raptors fans can 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 stay connected on that one and then i think the second round if you i don't know like if they match up versus a philly a boston or whatever it is i don't know if they're winning that i'm gonna take the under i'm gonna say they win one playoff round and unfortunately they lose in the second round again this is hypothetically speaking if they do carry the same team that they have now i think they are experienced. They do have that playoff pedigree, but I just talent-wise, I don't know if they get over the hump for that second round. So, I think they lose. Um, so I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take one playoff round one.
2: All right, Vivek, what do you got?
1: I am agreeing with Sahal. I think uh, there's even an outside chance that they, they could go out in the first round. I think this is where wow. you see the again. It depends on the matchup, right? Like say for yeah, example, yeah. if if Brooklyn ends up in a six seed and Toronto's three, that's a tough first round. Yeah. Very- so. Uh, I think that there's the possibility of that happening. And this is where you really will see the uh, value of Mark's experience, of Serge's experience, and those guys at the center position, just how much they meant to the Raptors the last couple of seasons. Obviously, Mark didn't have the playoffs that he wanted in the bubble, but that's the thing. His ceiling was so high, everyone was still kind of just hoping he could find himself a little bit. Because of you know what he's capable of defensively, and then Serge gave you not only the locker room leadership but that scoring punch and uh, yeah. just that on court swag. Right, he was one of those that guys that didn't fear the moment. He wasn't afraid to take a shot. And so I think when I look at the center depth going into the playoffs, guess what? Vucevic, Embiid, and none of those guys are going to be looking at the Raptors with any fear anymore.
2: <laughs> oh. Man. Yeah, well, that's just a uh, real Aaron Baines slander, unfortunately, from you, man. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you guys are cowards. I look, I don't know if I entirely believe this, but for strategy reasons and uh, yeah, because it, it, it feels good. I'm taking, over, <laughs> I'm taking the over, baby. I'm taking the over. It's like a parlay with my uh, my belief that there's going to be trades. The Raptors yeah. make it all in move with the deadline. They shore themselves up. They get to the postseason. Seventh man, Malachi Flynn, is playing big-time minutes late in games. Bradley Beal is kicking ass on the wing uh, (laughs) or some other star they've traded for or some other useful uh, role player they've traded for. OG Ananobi's got off-the-bounce juice. He looks like a future star, and this is a team that in the second round takes on either Boston or Philly because I have Philly coming third, Boston coming sixth. Play one of those teams, you beat one of those teams, you move on, and you lose in the conference finals to Brooklyn or Milwaukee. And I think that is the way this will carry out. I, uh, maybe I don't know, <laughs> but I'm taking it. Why the hell not? <laughs> uh, let's vote for, let's pick for the good. Th- I picked over on basically everything in this episode, but that's because I'm optimistic. I guess picking over in games played in Tampa wasn't necessarily optimistic, but either way, uh, that's where I'm leaning on this one. It's fine, hive, live and well. And uh, we have reached the end of this year exercise. We will do a midseason check in around March um, to see where we're kind of trending. And then, of course, we'll take up the entire thing after the postseason is done. We've reached the end here, Vivek. I know I asked you this uh, an hour ago when we were recording part one of this on Wednesday, but uh, do you have anything that people should know about now on Friday?
1: I uh, know it's just the same old stuff. So uh, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter at Vivek M Jacob. Check out my stuff, uh, complex, check out my stuff, uh, for CBC that'll be coming up and listen to red couch banks, my soccer podcast about
0: Manchester United, uh, that I
1: do with my buddy, Carl.
2: Awesome. So anything you want to promote?
0: Um, I'm the, the same exact thing. So you can literally just go back to the first podcast and listen to exactly what I said. I'm on Raptors Republic. Um, I've been on a few podcasts the last few weeks, so you guys can listen to those, search up Pardon the Corruption on YouTube, had a very cool chat with Zarar Siddiqui on Raptors Republic, um, another podcast coming this week, Um, but yeah, I'm on Raptors Republic, Twitter, SAVD28, if you guys want to hear banter, um, if you guys want to see some not safe for work uh, banter between me and Vivek, because I'm gonna win this. Like, let's just be honest. Guys. Like, I'm winning this <laughs> one, and I'm are going, going back to tie. Back. You picked the same <laughs> thing on every one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to, and that's why. Which which one was it? I think it was how many of Stanley McCaw, Davis, Thomas Boucher, Bembry, Baines are on the team. Mm-hmm. Every every piece of logic was pointing towards what Vivek said, and I went against him. So <laughs> that's probably gonna be the decider. Uh, Masai, please don't trade anyone. I'm trying to go back to back. Um, except for redacted you can get rid of him uh, yesterday um but yeah that's it that's it for me
2: all right uh everyone thank you so much for listening as always we love you very very much uh uh, we got to get to our local business of the day that we got to shout out uh again because amazon and big companies don't need your money this holiday but i want to shout out baked by janae a uh, baker from mississauga who was referred to me by a listener of the podcast uh baked by janae on instagram uh B-A-K-E-D-B-Y-J-E-N-A-Y-E. Some very delicious looking confections. You can order by emailing bakedbyjanae at gmail.com. Although, should note, because people are good in supporting local businesses, she is fully booked for December. That does not mean that you can't get some delicious baked goods for January. February, the, the month, uh, the months of the winter are going to be hell. The COVID's not going anywhere. You're going to want some baked goods to help you out. And I highly recommend you check out baked by Janae Mississauga baked by Janae gmail.com. All right. That'll do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in all week long. If you have not, you listened, go back, check out the episodes with uh, Jordan Hales on Monday, myself on Tuesday, Ashley Docking on Wednesday, and then of course part one of our over unders and props from yesterday. Go have a listen, and that uh, is all I got. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Monday with Brad from uh, Too Much Hoops, and uh, we'll dive, we'll recap the game against the Heat, and we'll talk about the defense for the Raptors going into this season. It'd be a lot of fun. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you then.